This podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. In Jesus' name, guide my words and impact the ears of every single person listening to this podcast. Amen. Welcome back to the Grow With Me podcast. We are on episode 14, and this episode is a part two to the last episode of Just Give Me a Year with our guest, Emerson T. Wing. Go ahead and get your notepad, your notes app, a piece of paper, a pen, a pencil, whatever it is that you use to retain information, go get that because a lot of gems are dropped in this episode. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this. Also, we just hit 11 countries. Make sure you go listen and share so that we can hit 12. Today, I have an amazing guest, like a very, very, very special guest. I'm here with my friend Emerson. He does a lot, but yeah, I'm just going to let him introduce himself to you guys. Uh, What's up, everybody? My name is Emerson T. Wang, as Chelsea just said. Thank you, Chelsea, for having me on the show. Um... A little thing you guys should know about me is uh, I was a former athlete um, going to Princeton University in the fall to major in computer science. I'm really big about community, community service advocacy in my community. I always try to like help the next man and always paying it forward. I do a lot in terms like helping students with the college application process, just being a mentor with other kids, most of a tutor. I currently work as a, a server at Silver Diner. He holds many, many roles, so I'm just glad that he was able to come on here. Like, while you were speaking about, like, writing stuff down, I remember the scriptures, like, Habakkuk, sorry if I pronounced Mm -hmm. it wrong, 2 verse 2, it says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So it's, like, it's really important to write it down. So, like, what's the difference between you keeping it in your head versus you writing it down? And the difference is that when you're, you're only using your head when you're thinking of something like, but when you're writing, you're using your eyes, you're using your ears, you're using your mind. Like mm-hmm. it's literally being implemented inside of you. Like right. that's why people say, Oh, study, 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 because like it's easier to remember rather mm-hmm. than, Oh, let me just read and I'll be fine. Quote by Abraham Lincoln. He said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the ax. So like, sometimes it's like, you said work smarter, not harder. Like people right. will be like, oh, six hours to cut down the street. I'm just going to start cutting. Right. But no, but when you really like take your time and study, okay, like what's the best way to go about this? Like how can I get to where I want to be? You're going to make like wiser moves, like no rush. And Emerson talked about staying down. And I really want to tell you guys like the importance of that because everything good really does take time. And like never like compare yourself like in a negative way to somebody else. Because you're there where you want to be and you're not there yet. You really just have to understand, like, if you're working as hard as you can and you haven't got what you got yet, then you're fine. Like, I applied to so many scholarships and I haven't got the results that I truly want yet. I got close, but I'm not where I exactly want to be. But I'm still trusting in God because, you know, it's not like I didn't do anything. Like, I'm still working towards my goals. So that's why I have a question for you. The next question is... There's a scripture, it says faith without works is dead. So do you believe that? And if you do, like, how do you apply it to your life? Because like, I work, like I put the goals down, I write them down, and then I start to work towards them. So I really want to hear from you. Like, do you believe that faith without works is it's dead? It's so funny you mentioned that scripture, because like, literally, it's on my wall. It's like, <laughs> I remember, like, I remember I read this first, like back in like 10th grade. And it's just stuck with me ever since. It's been on my wall for like two, three years now. 
And I definitely believe in especially I'm gonna go back to what you said about staying down, like it's comparing yourself to other people. So like watching those YouTube videos, you just like, dang, like this person is in such and such extracurriculars, this person has such and such money, this person has done this, that, and the third. And like I tuned like this program, like I called a Von Brown got a pathway support program. And I would step in there and see all these great, successful black applicants that are like getting into the Harvards, Stanford's early action, early decision. And I'm just sitting here like dang, like and you just sometimes you'll sit back and try to compare yourself. When you look at other people that are making like tons of money right now, or like they're like really successful right now, you just like, dang. It's, it's things, you have to realize that like, I mean, for me, I mean, it hit me for a little second, but like my, I had like a really growth, like resilient mindset. I'm always gonna focus on myself. But it's like, okay, that's great. I'm happy for them. But I'm not really gonna worry about it because first of all, that's their blessing. I don't know mm-hmm. what they put in behind closed doors to get. It's probably just their time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just stay down. Like, why am I going to sit here and focus on what, how, what the success you're reaping? I'm going to stay down and trust my process and just dial in more on myself. Like, seeing other people's success, I don't look at it as, like, an like, uh, opportunity to make myself feel inferior. I use this motivation, like, okay, great. Like, if they can do it, I can do it, I too. definitely can do it. Especially in that program that I joined. Because all these people are academics. Like, these kids, like, big community leaders, but, like, they weren't athletes. And I needed to Period. see that to help me get to where I wanted to be. And so for that, that was really motivational. For me, it was like, okay, I'm going to come down to this pl- platform at some point in time. It's going to take me a little longer, but my journey is my story. And I'm going to live it to the best of my ability. I'm going to embrace it. Like, this is my story. I'm not going to change it. I'm not trying to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I saw the day where I was posting my own account. And everybody was like, hey, congratulations, this, that, and the third. So we just stayed and realized that everybody's story is different. You just got to walk your own path. And like... Comparing, and I remember this is quote, but I think Bill Gates said, like, if you're comparing yourself to other people's insult to yourself, because you have so much you can offer the world, why are you worried about anybody else? That's not going to help you. All it's going to do is make you feel bad about yourself, mm-hmm. and that's not beneficial. It's not going to help you get to where you want to be. So really just focus on yourself. And then going back to what you said about faith without works is dead. I think I kind of, like, have been implying it throughout the entire time. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Like, you really had to, like, yes, you had to believe, but this life is not no fairy tale. Like, you have to put in work. God's not just going to give it to you. Like, you have to really just put in the work. And I know that may sound superficial, but there's no other way to say it. It's really that simple. You need to figure out what it's going to take to get where I want to be and put in the work to do so. And then trust that and put it that by doing that work, your time will come. Yeah, but and also like don't get discouraged like he said like if it if you've been putting in the work and you right. haven't reaped the benefits because like uh let's take it back to the whole writing thing. Like even you were talking about how you listen to rap, mm-hmm. you were listening to rap and stuff. Even rappers they had to write stuff Definitely. down like to right. so people can understand those right. words. So like and it's like I wrote down like a year ago cuz you know we're talking about just give me a year. Mm-hmm. Exactly a year ago I wrote down I'm going to be on the news. Like, I'm going to be on a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I would put June goals. It didn't happen in <laughs> June. I would put that goal in July. It didn't happen in July. I would put it in September. It didn't happen in September. But a year later, right. like, because let's just say I did get on the newspaper or the news like a year ago. I didn't have a book at the time. Yeah. I had nothing that really like. It's the opposite. Yeah, I didn't really have anything that was like, okay, like mm-hmm. what's newsworthy. I'm not saying right. I wasn't doing good things. Yeah, so I just tell people slow motion is still motion. Like, and we can't compare ourselves to like 
I always tell people like, okay, let's just use any rapper as an example. We cannot compare ourselves to rappers because it's like when they were my age, when they were 18, 17, I had no idea who they were. Like they didn't have any money to their name. They were just people with a dream. So it's like, okay, it's probably not my time yet. Like you're really young. Like we can't like think too much. And that's another thing. Like for me, ever since like the seventh grade, I've always watched like YouTube videos by successful people, like motivational speakers. And I think that in and of itself has also been very beneficial to me, but that's not to compare myself and really just stay down. Because like, you hear all these people's stories, like some people have been homeless, other people done lost all their parents, some people have really gone through like some traumatic stuff. And you realize that they came out on top of the end and they're sharing their story. And the mm. reason they're sharing their story is to help you realize that you can make it too. And that your time really might take 10, 20, 30, 40 years. But if you keep persevering, you keep applying the same tenacity day in and day out, your time in the sun will come. And so I think definitely, I think the best way to help you stay positive is just to look at people that have made it. Yeah, that's good. And I always tell people like mistakes, like sometimes people get caught up in their mistakes and, and they they think that they miss what it takes to get to where they need to be. But no, when you take those mistakes and learn from them, emphasis on learn from them, because like you can repeat bad things and like it's just gonna keep on bringing more bad things into your life. But when you learn from your mistakes, you have a story to tell and you can inspire other people. You can impact other people like, okay, this is like something that I went through. I'm telling you so you don't have to go through that. Like just saving you time. So we were talking about like staying down and stuff. So patience is a very important trait to have. Were there any points in your life where you had to experience a waiting season that involved you really staying down and being patient? If so, like how was it and how would you encourage someone going through that? Like what is the beauty in staying down is my question, basically. Um, I think the beauty in staying down is just when your time really comes, you just get to relish in the glory. Um, we always stay humble, but at the same time, it's like, wow, I've really been putting all these sleepless nights, like day in and day out, unseen hours. And now the, 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 the fruit of my labor is really out in full display. And so it's kind of like, I think going back to your question, just answering I thought we've been staying down my entire life, to be honest with you. Like, people used Dang. to make fun. I used to get bullied. I used to, like, have, like, I used to, like, not saying I was depressed because you guys be couldn't get uh, diagnosed, but, like, I used to have, like, low self-esteem. And, like, just, like, even through high school, it just wasn't, like, I mean, yeah, people knew me. Yeah, I was the man, quote-unquote, but I was still was going through. I wasn't really up there or nothing like that. I really just been staying. I was just trying to work hard. I was, like, one day my day will come. It still hasn't came. I'm still, like, reaping some success, but at the same time, it's, like, I really have been staying on my entire life. But I think if you want to give like a concrete example, I guess like the college application process, because um, I was the first one in my family, you know what I'm saying? My parents went to college, but they ain't do no college application process like we do. Like, this is a scary process, and I'm figuring out on myself. And like, I, I ain't had nobody I could really reach out to. But I had to figure it out because I need to set an example for the ones behind me. And so it's like... Yeah, because you are the first child. Right, exactly. So I was just sitting back just going voraciously on the internet just searching anything and everything I could do to learn about how to write essays how to get into such and such schools and then like, I think around like November 1st that's when like everybody knows that's when early action day is you know what I'm saying your first round like college applications are due and I was working the election and I just that whole week like that month of October leading to November I just wasn't feeling like I just mentally I just wasn't right I wasn't I felt like oh I'm not going to get into these schools blah 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 and I felt like um, I wasn't going where I was supposed to be going. Things weren't falling into line how I expected them to be falling in line around the November. And so I was a posse finalist. 
and I had done that throughout the summer, passed through all the interview phase, and I was a finalist. And like, they called me and like, they were saying congratulations, blah, blah, blah. I joined a call, and I was scared because it was like, dude, like I haven't done what I set out to do in this classification process. But after November first, I wasn't confident in any of my applications. Cause I like I mean I'm a like I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. Like it's not it's toxic, but that's just who I am. Like I I every little thing I'm nitpicking. So I was like oh, I had some grammatical errors in my first essay. You're not gonna accept me. I was really being pessimistic, and I just said I was like, dude, like I don't know, maybe I and at Posse, there's no no disregard of Posse. I think Posse is a wonderful opportunity. It just wasn't for me. Like yeah. the schools that were offered, I just I didn't vibe with any of them. Like even on my interview, I was like, he could the bird could tell I didn't research <laughs> the schools like. I was like, oh, this is one that's close to New York. And then, bro, I was like, no. That's like three hours away. I was like, oh, well, uh, I still was a finest. But it was like, yeah, I just wasn't, those schools didn't really match my vibe. And then I remember it was like November 3rd. I was like, and it was a deadline to commit. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm really scared. Like, I don't think I'm going to get into these schools. Like, maybe I should just do posse, you know what I'm saying? It's a guaranteed full <laughs> tuition scholarship. Yeah. And I'll just figure out applying a scholarship for the next six months. I'll always be going to school committed. My life would be planned out, you know what I'm saying? We're not to worry about anything. But deep down, I was like, okay, yeah, but that's a cop-out. Because I wouldn't be doing posse because I wanted to do posse. I'd be doing posse because I was scared I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to be. Mm. And so I was like, no, we're not going to do that. You didn't, you didn't get this far just, just to, to settle. get this far, right, just to settle. So it's like, you know what? No. I don't know where I'm going to be in the next couple of months, but I'm going to take a bet on myself and see where I come. And so I just stayed down. I worked on my essays extremely hard. And then I applied to my Ivies around like the first week of January, all these top schools. And the next three months, it was like, okay, cool. I've applied. Now we just sit and wait. And then I think, honestly, just keeping yourself busy helps the time fly by. So I started applying to like a million scholarships. Every day I was working on scholarships, hosting meetings. And then it was just like, I was really just thinking, like those six months, it was like, this is really up in the air like oh this is my this is where i want to be like i really i used to have dreams of like getting acceptance to an ivy league institution <laughs> and then it's like bruh is this day ever gonna come and it's just like you know what i'm saying you just gotta then just it trust came. god right and then it just came and it was like wow number one school in the country <laughs> but yeah just honestly you just gotta take a bet with yourself and trust that you gotta have confidence in yourself and then really just realize that hey i'm gonna live and die by my choice i'm not gonna settle just because yeah. I can settle this easy way out. Like, I'm going to just... Because that's the only thing I could... Like, even if I didn't get into those schools, I'd be content because I did it my way. And let's say you didn't take that route, man. Like, mm-hmm. like God, like, I really think God was like, okay, if he's really going to, like, put some trust in me, I'm going to make sure, like, he gets into right. the top. Like, you're right. going to the number one. So, like, that just really, like, stood out to me. Like, anytime you trust in God, he goes above and beyond. Because you could have gotten into... Any yeah. other school, but you're going to Princeton. Right. So. I think also, you got to leave yourself no options. Because it's like, bro, like, I took, like, having posse out the window, it's like, okay, there's really no other option. I had to, like, really work <laughs> hard to really get to where I want to be. So, sometimes you got to take the options away from you so that you um, don't get distracted, don't get caught up. Because I feel like when you at, when you give yourself no options but to go up, that's a really, it can make you a dangerous person. Because now it's really like you have no other options but to literally that's really good because i was listening to this um millionaire the other day he said he told me um god 
Holy Spirit told him not to set goals, but to set standards. Basically, mm-hmm. his goal was to have 20 units um, for that year. Mm-hmm. And then God said, the Holy Spirit told him, no, you have to set a standard, not a goal. So he said, okay, that's his standard now. Right. And then he got 83 units that year. That's insane. Like yeah. in real estate, that's insane to me. But I really want to know what is time management to you and how do you value your time? You know, people say time is money. So, like, how do you value your time? <laughs> I was definitely about to say time is money. Because it really is, like, I, I'm, because honestly, like, I was worried about money throughout the entire scene. I was, like, really making too much money. Because, like, during tutoring, during the summer was cool because I would be working, like, 25 hours a week. And, like, during the school year, it's, like, six hours a week. I was, like, money's going to take care of itself, to be honest with you. I got to figure out what's important. I was still living in the house, you know what I'm saying? My parents feel, feed me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's not really, like, I really need 17. money. 17. <laughs> exactly. I'm 17. I live with my parents, you know what I'm saying? It's not really, like, I'm pressed for bread. I'm not pressed to go buy no Gucci shoes, stuff like that. Bro, they don't mean nothing, for real, for real. We're in the pandemic anyway. Like, where am I going? <laughs> like, I'm staying home. Just stay down. Just... It's, like, time for me is just, like, time is just so precious. It's, like, everything you want to do, you can do with your time, like, if you want to like learn a language, you can do that with your time. Like if you want to become an artist or sleep. like right, you can sleep or you can do write a book. Everything is possible if you figure out how to like manage your time and break everything down. Because like I know I'll talk to a couple of my friends like, oh, I got so much going on. I'd be like, dude, look, a week is one hundred and sixty-eight hours, right? So let's say I sleep for six hours a day. That's what, six times seven is 42. Now we have like, what, 128 hours left. Then say I study three hours a day. That's like 21 hours. Now I have 100 hours left. If you constantly just break down the time like that, you realize that things are really manageable. And you have a lot more time in your hands that you do than you don't realize. Mm. Or and the those, board. Exactly, right, the board too. And you just break things down and realize that you don't have to get everything done in one day. Just space it out. And everything will like handle itself. Literally. And then also, please, everybody that's on this call, if you have an iPhone, go look at your screen time. Look at how much time you're really spending on your phone. Y'all be surprised. You guys are really spending days out of the week on your phone. And that's that lost time you're looking for right there right there. Like people always say, I don't have time. No, you're not cognizant of your time. And that because of that, you're not aware of what's going on and what you're spending your time with. You feel as if you don't have any time. Because look. I always told myself, I remember I heard on a podcast or like a YouTube video, all the successful people in the world, they had the same 24 hours that you do. It's just how they use their time. We all have the same amount of time in this world. You just got to figure out how you're going to use it. Very true. And then also, you just always get up early. We got to figure out what works best for you. You're a morning person, you're a morning person. You're a night person, you're a night person. But you really can get everything done. You just got to be meticulous about it and stick to your deadlines. Like, okay, say I wanted to get such and such done by between 3 and 5 p.m. I didn't get it done. Don't drag it on to the next hour. Let it go. Get the next task done. Because now it's like, okay, I didn't get that done, but I got everything else done. The day is still went. Mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah, just stuff like that. And time management is everything to me because without it, you're really just going to be lost. Like, that's why I was so lost because I couldn't manage my time. Once I figured out how to manage my time, everything, I, I had clarity. And that was what mm-hmm. was most important to me. Yeah, people be asking me, oh, Chelsea, how do you have time to write books? Like, how do you have time to work? How do you have time to be in, like, 26 organizations? But I just realized, like, when you put things down, like, write them down, it helps me focus on, okay, that's what I'm doing at this point. That's what I'm going to do. And sometimes I just do two things at once because, like, I have the time to. Like, my man always said, like, he always tried to, like, maximize his productivity. So, like... He'll be cutting hair, but watching like sports podcasts at the same time. Now he's knocking two birds with one stone. So 
stuff like that. You can always max like just yeah, just always you can always be more productive, maximize more time, and then um, yeah. Period. Okay, so now my last thing. Well, how do you acknowledge God through what you do? Like, how do you think God played a role in your successes and your daily life? Emerson is always talking like <laughs> God is good. God is good. Like, he always just tells people that. So I really want to know like. How do you acknowledge God through what you do? Um, I think that's another thing, though. Like, throughout the pandemic, like, especially walking to my senior year, I was like, I'm going to make a commitment to God. Like, I'm going to start, like, really reading my Bible. Just like, like God, I'm going to make a commitment to you, and hopefully this will, like, help me out in the long run. And, like, it, I think it definitely played a role in me reaping the success I did. But also just just to hear, just to read his story, because it's, it's a story about love and just, like, like this is, like, one of the greatest love stories of all time. If not, it, it is, is the, the greatest, greatest love story. story. Right. But it's like, you just get to sit and hear all these stories about life that still applies to this day. And you read all these parables and it helps you to start putting into perspective what's going on around you. Mm. And it's also just like, it's, it's, it's really good and it, and it helps you like grow closer to him. And I just started to hear his voice more. And it's just like, there's so much wisdom in the Bible that you, you just, it's just so much, it's the abundance and... Just reading that, it was just so beneficial. It's just like, that's, that's my time with, like, reading my Bible. Everybody has their own way of, like, spending time with God. Me was just reading my Bible because I like to read. And so that was fun for me. And it also, like, helped me, like, start to hear him more. I don't know if I can really hear his voice. But I just, I, I can, can feel it in my soul, like, the way I feel it. Like, that's just my relationship. And then it's like, I always give him glory. Like, everything, every email that I get, good or bad, I just thank God. Like, I always, like... I probably just sign across like, like 20 times a day just in grace, like everything. And every day I wake up, I say, thank you, God, for waking me up. Stuff like that. Because every day is not guaranteed. Yeah. And you got to realize that everything that you have is because of him. Period. I mean, yeah, you worked hard, but he allowed it to come into your life. Mm-hmm. So. And I realized, like, there's a scripture for everything. Like, there's a scripture for time management. There's a scripture for money management. Exactly. There's a scripture for how to get rich, how to honor God with your riches. Like, there's literally... It literally helps you with everything. So if there's anything that I would say for you guys to take away, it would literally be prioritize your relationship with God. Because if you just give God a year, he's going to give you like, I don't even know how to explain. Like he's going to give you abundance. Like, so my last thing for you, Emerson, is if there's one thing that you could tell the readers to take away out of everything covered in this episode, what would it be? Um... You can always change your story. Like, I ain't good to talk about my whole story on here, but if y'all ever want to, I can always, like, tell you. But, like, really, you can always change your story. My coach has always told me that you can always change your narrative. Like, realize that this is, like, I remember reading a, what was it, a poem back in, like, Miss, remember Miss Smalls back in, like, yeah. seventh grade? I think it was, like, I don't know if it's was Invictus. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, I'm the captain of this ship. I'm the master of my soul. And that's so true because I write the pen. Like, everything... Like, this is my story. Nobody can write it better than me. This is my life. Like, regardless of, like, your parents, your mentors, understand that this is your story. And if you want to change it, you can. You don't have to wait until you get to some new environment to reinvent yourself. Dude, you're not living for anybody. You're not living your life for anybody but yourself. So if your friends know one side of you, you're like, oh, I don't want to switch up because now they're going to think this. No, bro, who cares? Like, you're changing your life for the better. Who cares what they think? You got to accept you. If not, they're not your real friends. So yeah. always understand that if you feel like you're down bad, you can change your story. All right, it's always a chance to, for it to get better. It's not over until you really concede for real. Don't ever concede. Yeah, people come and go too. No, for real. So, yeah, just realize you can always change your story. 
Thank you so much, Emerson, for coming on here. I'm going to leave all his social media ads <laughs> so that you guys can, you know, follow him or if you have any questions for him. And if you want him back, just let me know. But I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I hope that throughout this episode, you kept a notebook or a pen and paper. And if you didn't, go ahead and go back and listen to it. And just tell me what sticks out to you. And I want to hear your testimonies like after you listen to this and it, whatever you accomplished. So if you made it to the end or if you just skipped to this part, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 13 of the Grow With Me podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, that you learned something, that you retained something, and stay tuned. I'll see you guys on the next episode.